Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are talking about love myths. Hey friends, what's up? Welcome to the podcast today. Today we're going to be debunking some common myths about love. Now this is like commonly what I do on the podcast is we zone in and talk about specific myths and beliefs and ideas we have about love. And I just want to talk about five of them that I think can be specifically really damaging to us. So the first one is that love is something we can measure. (laughs) A lot of times when we start having doubts come up, one common one is do I love them enough? We want to prove that our love is enough to match our partners. It's enough to move forward in a relationship. And when we talk about love being enough, it's almost kind of like, do I have enough flour? (laughs) We have to be able to measure the flour to see, okay, I have enough for this recipe. Um, And so we treat love like it's this quantifiable thing that we can measure and stack up and compare of like, do I love as much as this other person? Do I love as much as my partner does? And we use this love to, one, we check to see if we're feeling it. And we use it as a measure of whether or not we should be moving forward in our relationship. But here's the problem. Love is intangible. It fluctuates. Especially the feeling of love. We treat it like this intangible thing. Like we can just buy at the grocery store if you just have flour. (laughs) But really like love waxes, it wanes, it grows, it fluctuates over time. Feeling love is not something that is constant to us. And we can't just look at it as this fixed thing of either you have or you don't have when it is so much more complex than that. Next myth is that we should be feeling it all of the time. Specifically, I think we associate feeling love with those feelings of butterflies and excitement or constant peace. But yet when we look at other human relationships that we are more aware of, and I think we have more realistic expectations around, if we look at the love for a family member or for a friend, It's not this constant, overwhelming presence that we just feel all of the time. Every moment we're with our family or our friend and we're talking to them, we just feel this overwhelming love. We have moments of feeling it, or we might have moments of choosing to act out of love for them, even when we feel uncomfortable. But that feeling constant is not the standard we hold ourselves to in non-romantic relationships. Now we throw in romance and we expect, ah, now I should feel that 100% of the time. But the irony is, is that love is selfless. And love looks like doing things that are kind and showing up and being committed to a relationship even when your emotions don't align with it. Even when you don't feel like doing something, being willing to sacrifice for your partner anyways. Choosing to engage with your partner, even 
when we want to pull away and hide because we're feeling anxious. So love doesn't just look like this feeling that we constantly have. A lot of times it looks like showing up in the relationship even when it's not easy. And I think those moments actually require more love than the moments where we're just feeling it and it feels natural and it feels easy because we're choosing to show up and we're choosing to love anyways, even when it's hard. Anyone can be really kind and selfless in a moment where they're just feeling really happy and they're feeling a lot of joy. They're going to very naturally forgive. It's going to be a lot easier to be kind and show love for that person. But the moments when we maybe don't have that love or we're not feeling that overwhelming emotion and we're willing to do it anyways might actually require more love from us. The next myth is that love can save us from the pain of being human. It totally makes sense that this is something we believed because we get this idea from media that sells us this idea of this happily ever after where we have the person, we find them, and then all the problems are solved. Everything from there on out is like perfect sailing. Granted, we never actually see anything. They just say happily ever after, and that's the end of it. Because the reality is, it'd actually be a really boring story to just watch two people being perfectly happy together all the time. We like the conflict we are interested in and learn from and grow within the pain, which is why we like the story leading up to that happily ever after. But we expect then everything to be magically happy and perfect after that. So one of the most common things we believe about love is that love means no more negative emotions or thoughts. That all of our thoughts or feelings, at least towards our partner, are going to be positive. Maybe we fantasized about love for this reason, to escape the pain that we currently feel. And I think this is one of the biggest myths that really does us a disservice in a relationship because we are looking for our partner to pull us out of anxiety. We are looking for our partner to save us from our own brain. And they just can't do it for us. It's not possible. Because one, we have to own our pain. We have to own what's going on for us. It's ours to work on. And two, it's part of being human. Part of being human is experiencing pain sometimes. And so when we look at it as this all or nothing thing of in order to have love, I cannot have any pain, we might miss out on love that can help support us through those moments of pain, that can help us become more of the person we want to be. When we believe that love should be a cure-all from our pain, we're going to run from relationship to relationship to relationship, being so exasperated and exhausted, wondering why our pain is following us everywhere because we've been operating under the false assumption that a relationship can somehow get rid of it. 
The next myth is that love requires perfection. That we have to be perfect in order to be loved. We need to do or say everything exactly right. We need to be the perfect partner in order to make sure they still love us and to make sure they don't leave. Or maybe we're expecting perfection from our partner. They need to always say things right. They need to always look perfect. They need to always know exactly how to make us laugh. They need to know the way to comfort us in every moment. We might expect perfection from ourselves or from them or maybe from both. And this could not be further from the truth. Genuine love exists within imperfections. If we get rid of the imperfections within yourself, within your partner, then is it truly love? I think about God as the most perfect example of loving unconditionally, and he loves us even with our imperfections. Even if we don't change ourselves one bit, he still loves us. And that is the ultimate, most perfect example of love. So when we are requiring perfection in order to have love, we actually aren't really even having love at all because love exists with imperfection. And we are going to love imperfectly. We're not going to get it right. And so that's the other aspect I think is not just we expect our partner to be perfect or we expect ourselves to be perfect, But okay, we can have imperfections. Now, I need to just figure out how to love perfectly. And we're not going to do that. Not in this life. (laughs) I think we have a lot of opportunity to learn and practice and grow that ability. But we're never going to love our partner or ourselves 100%. I think there's always going to be room to grow. And so making room for that imperfection, even in the way you love, of sometimes you're going to nitpick. Sometimes you're going to snap. Sometimes you're going to be selfish. Sometimes you're not going to do things that are in the relationship's best interest. And that's okay. Being forgiving of yourself and your own inability to love perfectly. Being forgiving of their imperfections, your imperfections, and also just when you screw it all up and you don't love perfectly, that that is okay too. That we are allowed to have this all around imperfect kind of love that it can be flawed and still be love. Now, another thing that we, I think, buy into a lot is this myth that love is a fixed thing that we need to have a lot up front of because it's only going to get harder over time. (laughs) Have you heard anyone say this? Of how you really don't want to get annoyed with your partner right now? And you should really love them and make sure you really, really like them because time is going to test and strain your relationship. And this is a very stressful thing, especially if you experience relationship anxiety where in the beginning of a relationship might be some of the most intense negative emotions and thoughts you've ever experienced. (laughs) So I think a lot of times we assume where we're starting is just the highest point. And then it's just going to go downhill from there. And a lot of times that leads us to, okay, let me get as much love as possible. Let me find a relationship with the maximum amount of love. So 
That way I have a buffer as it decreases over time. <laughs> and I think this is such the wrong way to look at love. Because as I talked about in the first myth, it's not this fixed thing that you just have or you don't have. That love is something you can grow over time. It's something you can build. Like the song by Brad Paisley of then, of how he sings about how he thought he loved her when they first got engaged and then seeing her have his baby is he realized I love her even more and seeing her grow old and looking back at past moments and realizing I love her even more now and that that is how love can be that love can be something that we build over time it's less about where we start and what we do each and every day where you start out doesn't dictate where love will go. There are plenty of people who feel a lot of love at the get-go and choose to allow it to disintegrate. And there are other people who feel a little bit of love, but they grow it over time and they build that relationship and they build that connection. Love isn't just something you find and have enough of. It's something that you grow and create together. And I think when we can start looking at love as less as a final piece of art and more as the process of creating art together, we create more flexibility within ourselves and our relationship. We create more room for that imperfection, for those negative emotions Because we're not expecting right now to be the best it ever gets. (laughs) And it's all downhill from here. It's, this is just the starting point. Like, this relationship right now has some good traits and good qualities and a good basis. This is your blank canvas that you two get to go together and start creating and building a beautiful piece of art together. So obviously there are many, many myths we didn't have time to dive into today, but I would love to hear from you or what are some other myths that you've picked up about love that aren't necessarily true? DM me at Mikkel Kristen on Instagram and I'd love to see, like kind of question yourself is push yourself to look for what are other myths? What are other things I've just been assuming are true about love that really might not be? All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. You have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week. Bye.